Okay, well, I'm not looking at 1970. I'm looking at I'm looking at 2015 well, on. That's fine, but, but Matt, we all saw. I mean, we just all saw Bernie wins Nevada, and the next day on MSNBC, it's Bernie's in talks with Putin, and he's gonna cut people's heads off in Central Park. Yeah, I'd I love mean, to get that story. I would I would love to get. <laughs> is that on Twitter? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real with y'all. Holy, <laughs> he, he just got bodied. This, I think this is the greatest uh, Brandishoy grade debate I've ever seen in my life. Like, this has been twenty. It's twenty six minutes straight of this of him having to be like, uh, well, uh, I, I definitely don't have a bias. I promise you. Spineless, corrupt, amoral fuckwits. Matt Taibbi rips mainstream media, ignoring FTC's demand for Twitter to out journos. Journalist, uh, you already fucked up. I can't use this article. This is, uh, we have to go somewhere else now. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just not factually correct, right? Um, I think he, ah, here we go. Let's see. Free speech uh, concerns. The, mo the strongest ones came from the company's former CEO, uh, Jack Dorsey. And by the way, he's one of the, the sources for uh, coming to the conclusion that the, the company was t uh, tilted too much in the direction of going after right wingers. Um, there, there are emails about that in the record as, as, as well. Uh, but mostly it's just looking at thousands and thousands of emails and not really seeing any that are going in one direction and seeing tons and tons of them that are going in this other direction. And despite all that, I, again, I. This is so sad. It's so profoundly and deep. Like you're just watching a human being sell out in real time, you know? And, and on top of that, having to like spin this yarn where it's like, well, you know, based on the specific limited documents that I was given by Elon Musk, in which I did not have the ability to publish anything without his consent or approval, based on those and the things that I saw therein, I totally feel as if there was a massive social media bias towards the right. Even though most data and information that is publicly available at this point, including people who work at these companies, show that it's actually in the opposite direction. But still, I'm going to continue to perpetuate these lies and for money, clicks, and fame. Really didn't focus on that. I, I, I went immediately to what I thought was the more important story and did from the beginning. Matt Taibbi's contamin uh, contaminating the Boston Buens hat by wearing it. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. As a hockey fan, uh, I am deeply, deeply, uh, soul-crushingly destroyed by the fact that the Boston Bruins beat uh, the Vancouver Canucks in 2012. Uh, and so I were perpetually and forever uh, not like their team, unfortunately. It's just, uh, I'm sorry, but it's just that I, I can't, I, I will lose my Canadian passport if I, if I don't uh, have these beliefs deeply embedded within myself. So um, to me, this image is actually perfect. It's, it's like, this is exactly as I'd like to see it. Which was... What, what is really going on with the digital censorship? Who's behind it? Who's funding it? And how does it work? And, you know, yes, people are, are they're obsessed with this idea that somehow Trump got special treatment. Go check out Lost. Oh, is Lost here? If Lost is here, everyone should go to check out Lost's channel. And, or this is, there's some hidden truth in the Twitter files that is, that is being covered up by all the people, like, including Lee Fong and myself. Um, if I had a, you know, a letter from Donald Trump asking for something ridiculous, of course I would publish it. I want the clicks as much as any other report. But it's not. I... <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. Get them clicks. Hell yeah. Oh, I, I just love when people are completely transparent and honest about what they're doing and why they're doing it. Certainly. I can't speak for what other people have accused you of or insinuated. But I don't think that for fuck's sake, Lance, that's over a decade ago. We've never won the Stanley Cup.
ever. Vancouver has, and I know some hockey enthusiasts are going to be like, well, actually, Lunch, actually, technically, the Vancouver Millionaires, which was an old team that existed before the Great Six, uh, they technically won the Stanley Cup. The Vancouver Canucks have never won the Stanley Cup, all right? The 2012, it, it was an important moment, okay? And, and it was also the first time that I ever inhaled, uh, uh, no, that was the second time I inhaled uh, 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 gas. Um, like, uh, the, the cops were firing it on the streets. The, the city rioted. The city, like, Vancouver does not riot, and a lot of Canadian cities do not riot if it's, like, uh, gross injustice, uh, you know, I I inadequate, uh, you know, rights, things like that. They write when their hockey team loses. That's that, that's when Vancouver takes to the streets. It's not like, hey, uh, indigenous rights are really uh, being destroyed and there's actually kind of like an act of genocide that we're all participating in. Should we revolt? <laughs> no. But it's like, oh, your, your sports team didn't win the silver thing. Oh, wait, we didn't win the silver thing? The thing of silver? We, we, we don't get to say that we collectively won the silver thing, uh, then yes, this city will burn. All will die. Everyone will perish. We will we will ignite the streets in a glorious fire and then return to a new civilization from the ashes. We will, like, that's what happens. And it's just over, it's over the sports games. Intentional in the least. I have the yeah, more than once. I know it. it happened in 1994, and if you look at the 1994 footage of Vancouver, it's totally like everyone looks like they're into Nirvana. Like it's just all the like you know the plaid shirts, the fucking no fears, the 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 ripped jeans, and all this kind of stuff. Everyone's like, eh, yeah, yeah, we lost the silver thing. We didn't win the silver thing. Destroy the city, bruh. And then the exact same thing happened in 2012. In 2012, they knew that it was about to happen. And by they, I mean the police so they actually reinforced a lot of police presence in the city and they had the resources to start doing crowd control and everything didn't change a thing just a whole bunch of drunk rowdy sports fans outside burnt a cop car like they flipped and burnt a cop car in vancouver this had nothing to do with civil rights it's because we didn't get the shiny thing that that had people like angry enough to try and like destroy society to, to flip cop cars burn them make them fucking you know uh, burn them to the ground and start looting the, people were looting people looted there, there was all this like footage of people who had looted jeans and stuff and like uh, like they, they got kicked out of school and they got like shamed publicly and stuff like that because we didn't get the, the, the silver thing we didn't get the shiny silver thing we burnt the city to the ground and we'll do it again montreal by the way does that when they win montreal is so hardcore when it comes to their hockey the montreal canadians which by the way the montreal canadians is a pretty funny name for their sports team uh when when they win they also burn the city to the ground if they lose they burn the city to the ground oh mon dieu on n'a pas gagné ah oui like it's just like holy shit god damn and you're kind of <laughs> montreal rioted when a player got suspended that's also true like canadians what's it gonna take for us to have some civil disobedience for a cause that like matters for for like indigenous rights land back uh black lives matter you know i was in like four different black lives matter protests there, there was no destruction they were incredibly peaceful everyone was just like yeah this is really shitty that we treat black people this way and that was the extent of it a player gets suspended and it's fucking joker mode like canadians go into full joker mode it's like destroy the town loot all the stores chaos reigns nothing matters it's it's wild. <laughs> Journalistic integrity and your desire to uncover everything that's newsworthy and in no way think that you want the outcome or have a bias in, in wanting to look for an outcome that confirms uh, a kind of 
pre- uh, preference for a liberal idea. Uh, I completely forgot what we were talking about. I, I just got into a hockey lock, into a into a Canadians actually go batshit for hockey. Apology, <laughs> and I certainly feel the same way about Lee, who I admire and respect in all of the same ways. My concern is here, here's where it's coming from. I was a corporate attorney for like six years. I know I've heard and, you say this is about introducing the evidence, right? Yeah. So I, I, maybe I should ask some more pointed questions about what you know about how what documents you're actually being given access to and what kind of document review, like filtration process has happened prior to your access to the, to the trove that you have access to. Because you've alluded to having access to particular Slack channels, um, email date ranges, you know, um, per- specific um, email addresses. But in my experience, and again, there's millions and probably billions of dollars devoted to, you know, document, um, document review technology and document forensics and thousands and thousands of attorneys across the country who spend years of their lives doing exactly this work, which is to have an eagle eye out for what you're being given in a disclosure and be able to see what isn't there and make sure that your opposing counsel. So I'm a pretty heavy critic usually of Brianna uh, Joy Gray. Uh, I gotta be honest, I'm loving the fact that someone finally is saying this to Matt Taibbi's face. because like it's so transparent, it's it's so blatantly sad that this motherfucker was a PR agent for Elon Musk and then got called out for it, and then when he got called out for it, a whole bunch of people rushed to his defense like no, he's revealing the truth. For it's not for incredible journalist Matt Taibbi, we would never know about how. And it's like this all seems not only incredibly edited and definitely fan fiction. The whole thing is pushing a narrative like M- M- Matt Taibbi. Uh, you can just see like how many times he soyed and coomed at his own words in the very speech itself you know but was this the truth nay they never knew what they were truly revealing you know uh and elon musk had to prove every part of it like you had to be not even elon musk's bootlicker you should be so lucky to lick his boots. I'm sorry, you got to lick the stain that the boot left after the imprint was on the ground. That's all you got access to. You didn't even get to lick the boot, son. Like, it wasn't even in your vicinity. You don't even get to see it, you know? It's like, he he's, in the, he's, he's not even in the room. He leaves the room, and there's a fucking stain on the floor, and it's like, there's your scraps, Matt Taibbi. Lick that shit up. And that's what he got. Was actually being responsive to your document request. And there are these very common tricks of saying, well... You know, are they excluding all emails that are being sent to someone's home address because they're saying, oh, well, that's private, when we know that there's many examples of people emailing work home? Are they excluding a document range? You know, are they claiming something is privileged when it's not really privileged? And I'm just curious how much you know about what kind of filtration happened before you were given access to what you were given access to. So I don't know, um, but you never do. Like, again, in any reporting situation where any source gives you anything, you never know whether you're getting the full deal or not. The only thing you can do is get what you get and then confirm whether it's true or not and then go from there. Um, you're, you're under no obligation to write the narrative. The very documents that you released showed that there was a bias for sure. Uh, that bias was happening while Donald Trump was the president of the United States. Both the DNC and the RNC were asking for favors. The company had a choice about whether or not it would grant them. There wasn't a, hey, you have to do this or else. Again, these are private institutions, both the RNC and the DNC. And it's things that I am not surprised to have found out. It's what I actually assumed that, of course, powerful corporations, powerful lobbyists, powerful organizations under capitalism are also going to reach out to powerful social media 
media companies to try and influence the things that they release. And if a company is suddenly asking or an organization is asking, hey, can you uh, possibly just not reveal the picture of, uh, you know, uh, the president or vice president or potential future president's son's penis uh, on the social media company? That falls within your own TOS, by the way. This is technically something that could be considered revenge porn. Can you not publish the penis? Uh, we're just asking you to do that. And then they're like, okay, sure. Yeah, we're not going to publish the dick. Uh, and, and that's as far as it went. Whoa, shocker. Uh, you completely try to frame the whole thing as if it's something that is exclusively granted to Democrats or the DNC or liberals when it wasn't. Donald Trump was the president of the United States when this was happening. And so, 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 so and just to follow up on that thought, I've really focused on things that are in themselves newsworthy. Like no matter what other context might appear um, in, in the Twitter files threads, a, a list, a request from the Digital Forensic Research Lab of the Atlantic Council for 40,000 people uh, to have their accounts reviewed uh, for being suspected Hindu nationalists, that's newsworthy, no matter what. Like, of course it is. Of yeah. course it is. But that there's a, way, there's a world where that's reported on without the editorial claim that there's a broader trend that cannot be proven with only a sliver of information, right? So that you can say this, this is a newsworthy instance of a anti-right. I feel like Matt Taibbi's got that thing where you just perpetually rest your teeth on your lip and then it just kind of gets stuck there forever, you know? You know? Bias. And it's the kind of government interference with speech that we should all be concerned about. And I think that's very legitimate and it's why, especially over at Rising, we've been covering the Twitter file so favorably this entire time. The only, and, and I don't want to... Zero Hour Hero. Hey, I just had a friend who doesn't do politics message me and say, uh, Jay, I just saw this line video. Uh, it talked about Reagan halfway through. Have you seen these? It's happening! It's happening, everybody! Mind explosions! We we have our first mind! A mind has been exploded! It, it, it's working! The, the, the strangest uh, agitprop. We, we have a new in. This is how we're going to bread pill more people. We've done it every... <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Hey, first off, that made my day. That was the entire purpose behind all of this. And uh, I hope they had a, a big dose of shock just, just to be like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm hopefully, uh, sorry, I'm hoping that afterwards they maybe took that uh, and then Googled. Uh, they were like, wait, what the fuck? Ronald Reagan's administration sold weapons to Iran during an arms embargo and then used the money from those proceeds to fund the Contras, an anti-communist paramilitary group that was responsible for horrifying crimes against humanity in Nicaragua. What? This isn't real. None of that is real. Oh, shit. Crazy. Oh, damn. I had no idea. That, 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 like, that, that's the ultimate goal, right? I mean, I'm their friend, so they're inevitably going to ask me about Reagan, and I get to reenact the scene from Aladdin with the magic carpet, take my hand. That's that's incredible. Uh, I, I'm so happy. Hey, everyone, better time than ever to go to youtube.com slash at mind explosions, go sub, go like, share the videos, uh, put them into the algorithm. I just want the algorithm to eventually pick them up so that random uh, people who are just like, you know, YouTubing can suddenly like watch a video. And I'm not being disingenuous. I am providing the incredible facts. You will learn a lot about sloths if you watch the sloth video. There's incredible facts about sloths. There's some additional information, but that additional information is is, is neither here nor there. You, you still, like, and I learned a lot about sloths while writing it, by the way. I did not know the sloths were great swimmers. I didn't know that they were faster swimmers than they were, uh, you know, able to travel on land. That uh, These were very cool things. I, I, I didn't know how close the relationship was between sloths and their mothers and, and how they actually uh, can, uh, you know, imprint upon each other and they know their scent uh, for years from that. Like, 
like tons of cool facts and there might be some additional information about Disney. Who knows? But just uh, go over there, youtube.com slash at my explosions and uh, let's let's uh, change YouTube because I feel that kind of content, uh, it's it's uh, BuzzFeed garbage is, is what it is. It's, it's like there's so many videos on YouTube where it's like, did you know? Here are 10 exciting facts, you know, and then you're always like, okay. and then like, like Watch Mojo. All of Watch Mojo. Watch Mojo is a fucking empire, but they're just a, a content mill. All they do is pump out generic, like, here's the top 10 movies you didn't know had a green goo in them. And you're like, uh, I, I, why is this always at the top of the search results, right? We need we need better content in there that's just as garbagey, but also has a little bit of purpose. Just peppered in, seasoned for perfection. Can we submit content for Mind Explosions? You absolutely can. I, I, in fact, if anyone wants to guest star, help help out Mind Explosions. Let's let's explode, expand our minds. There's going to be disproportionality here. I'm I have this opportunity to talk to you. Was the idea for Mind Explosions seeded when you watched Mojo videos a few weeks ago? Uh, no, no. I uh, it's a long story. I will tell it one day, but to tell it now would not be as exciting. Uh, ever need a woman's voice for women's issues? Cat fact vids? I lend mine for free. Uh, drop into the Discord, everyone. We can we can all explode our minds simultaneously. It's like my pet peeve and my little concern. So I'm focusing like the bulk of this conversation on it. But I, I do really want to validate overwhelmingly how newsworthy and productive and useful I think this information is. I do just have this concern about how we make claims about what the totality of what is going on in Twitter without having more knowledge about what the document provision protocols have been. And so Glenn brought up this point. I brought this up with Glenn when he was on the show a couple months ago. And he, you know, offered some ambivalence about whether or not he would participate because of concerns about what Elon Musk's goals are and what his priorities are that might differ from a journalist's goals. Obviously, this is not like no, something nefarious here, but Twitter, Elon Musk is the CEO of this company. He has an interest in preserving its integrity in certain kinds of ways. He has an interest in it being a money-making, yep. profitable institution. He spent $44 billion on it. Obviously, his interests and your interests are not the same. So that that being said... That's always the case. That's, that, that's everything. That's... <laughs> this is so sad. Oh, uh, yeah, but that, that's just the way with anything, right? Any Anyone who gives you information is going to have an agenda. I mean, whether or not they censor uh, what you say and whether or not they approve what you say before you're allowed to release it and then utilize that as an opportunity. I mean, this this was for me to get to mine. you got to understand, Bree. I had to get to mine, okay? And I did. I mean, holy shit, did my social media ever explode? I am the darling child of the whole, uh, well, they're not great people, but either way, they, they, they seem to love me and they, and they love my articles. They'll share it. The news story. That's that always been but, done. And, and, and Glenn said that as well, but here's where I would push back. Normally in a whistleblower case, it's not, hi, I'm the head of the FBI and here are some documents I'm, I'm giving over to a journal. <laughs> no shit. It's, I work. <laughs> it's like, do you not realize, Matt Taibbi, this is not, you're not a hero. <laughs> you don't get to be like, oh, no, no, no. Uh, I'm a I'm a whistleblower. Uh, I'm a journalist. I, I'm the only one who's willing to tell the truth. And I was given a very select amount of documents. And then I definitely uh, pretty much made a narrative that tried to show that these documents and the selected little crumbs that I would show everybody uh, was that there is a, uh, a bias uh, towards the right uh, on Twitter uh, and that, uh, you know, powerful uh, left-wing corporations, uh, organizations, uh, they get favoritism uh, while Donald Trump was president of the United States. Because I'm a journalist. I'm, I'm a hero. For the FBI, I worked for the NSA. I saw things that I didn't agree with, that disagreed with what higher-ups and management wanted me to do. And so I'm leaking stuff that they don't want me to leak. Can you it, do, do you see that as a very different, as, as a significantly different posture of someone who's working within an, an organization who has a difference of interest with the organization, who is telling the public about that, versus someone who's literally in control of the organization, has every interest in profiting from the organization, 
you know, et cetera, who is volunteering, selectively putting stuff out there for, for journalists to go through. Isn't that, isn't that a different scenario? Y yes, but but every every source has motives. Every every, every source that you ever work with ha has has motives, and you're always making a calculation every time you do any kind of report. Now, done probably a dozen whistleblowers. Uh, so, uh, if, if the source itself is is the one that's dictating what you can or cannot say, uh, yeah, not only do they have motives, but you are enabling their motives. At, at which point, you are basically a part of the exact same problem. Uh, you, you can't be like, I'm a whistleblower. Oh, which, which whistle did you blow? Uh, well, uh, Elon Musk, you know, the owner of this new company, uh, decided that he wanted to distract a bunch of people from uh, how terrible he is at running this company and in general, just a massive piece of shit human. Uh, so uh, he gave me some shiny keys to dangle in front of all of you. I'm not allowed to show you all of the keys, but the ones that I am allowed to show pretty much paint a narrative that I myself am writing. Journalist stories. Uh, they're all different. The sources all have different motivations. Some of them are, are noble, like they, they, they do things because morally they can't get, um, you know, behind whatever it is that's going on at the company or, or, or in the government. Sometimes people are just bitter uh, because they've been passed over for a promotion or for money. Sure. Or whatever it, is. it doesn't matter, though. Ultimately, it, it, please let me finish. Sure. Ultimately, you're always weighing that versus whatever the newsworthiness uh, is of what you're looking at and what you're hearing about. And you get the stuff and then you try to confirm whether it's true or not. And then as soon as you make that determination, that's when you go forward. I mean, like if I had... <laughs> that's when you write the version that Elon has to approve. <laughs> had any belief that there was some hidden trove of communications where there was this massive campaign against left-leaning people that, that I was somehow missing, that, that they were you know, lists from the FBI that were targeting uh, Democrats. There were. There, there were. People had to point that out to you. It's, it's, it's highly unusual, Matt, that in your own reporting, uh, you seem to be uh, talking about a period in time, based on the dates, uh, where the president of the United States, the, you know, the, the party in power, were the Republicans. The Republicans were in power at the time. It seems like there was a whole bunch of people, let's just say far-right extremists, stochastic terrorists like Haya Reichick, uh, who were getting favoritism. Yeah, uh, Twitter was well aware of the horrifying shit that she was doing, but they were like, hey, before you delete that account, you got to talk to higher-ups. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's favoritism. That's, that's showing that libs of TikTok had special privilege. For instance, like, uh, that were being passed to people like the, the lawyer Stasha Cardiel or Yul Roth or whatever it was. If I thought for a second that there was a realistic chance of that being the case, um, uh, yeah, of course I would stop doing this story. But 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 the, 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 there's no evidence of that. It would it would be so hard to pull off something like that without that being detected in the documents. You you you, you would have to <laughs> in the selective documents I was allowed to see. <laughs> it's it doesn't exist. This like it would be impossible. Trust me. I had a selected amount of documents that were given to me by the yes, the owner of the company, and then I had to basically cater the way I spread a narrative uh, to his needs. Um, but based on the documents that I was allowed to see, it would be impossible, you know, for someone to have uh, you know hid something that, especially from my eye. I mean, you're talking to one of the most astute journalists in human history. Would see some indication of of that other thing. 
in in the eighty or ninety thousand you know emails that I'm looking at so far. Like, it, it okay, so, so this is already helpful. You're talking about the the full trove of emails that you're looking at is eighty to ninety thousand. So far, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, I gotta say that strikes me as a as a very small number of emails. Yes. What, what time What time period is that from? <laughs> Most of it is from 2019 to the present. Some of it is. I, I gotta I gotta give it to Matt Taibbi. Uh, I'm I'm for the first time in a very long time enjoying Brandon Joy Gray quite a bit. I I think it's been since like uh, the Sanders uh, campaign. You know that's that was pretty much the last time. Since then it's just been disappointment after disappointment. Uh, but this is pretty fucking fun. This is pretty epic. I'm glad someone has finally seen this to Matt Taibbi's face and just watching him squirm <laughs> to try and justify half this shit to be like there's just no, there's no way people uh, could have hid uh, you know uh, some kind of a left-wing bias in uh, the emails that i saw it's, it's impossible 2016 and 2017 and that's because these are search pro these are bespoke searches for that, that i'm doing um you know i'm sending out the, the requests and i'm then i just get a pile of stuff back uh the turnover oh. time is so fast uh, oh oh so so that's how this works so so you you ask a question and obviously you might have your own bias or slant and then you get specific things from them and the turnover oh it's so cool it's so i so like i i ask elon musk uh hey elon musk what do you want me to say? And he's like, I want you to say that, like, uh, you know, uh, the left wing woke mind virus uh, basically has like this massive bias in Twitter, and I'm going to reveal it. Okay, cool. And then I get all the documents, just just like that. It's it's like it's so cool. I, I just I, I ask them, and they send me the exact ones that I need for the narrative that I'm trying to craft. <laughs> I've heard you make this argument before, but the way look, I don't I I don't know what software I don't know anything about what they're they're using. But what but do you the, think they're leaving? I mean, it, it could be, it, it could be, theoretically, it could be stuff like privileged information, even though, I, you know, I was told explicitly that I could have privileged information and I have, and I've published lots of. Man, I love this. <laughs> He's squirming so much. Documents that say attorney-client uh, communication privileged on them. Uh, what? So, I, so for one, I don't, I don't think that, so I, what, let me tell you what I don't think. One, I don't think that you should, so my argument is not that you shouldn't have participated in the Twitter files. Even when I was talking about this with Glenn and Glenn said, well, I might not have participated. My answer was I absolutely would regardless because I think it's newsworthy. You know, like I have my concerns, but if given the opportunity, obviously I would want to look. But what I I'm, I'm going to be real. Just going to keep it hundo. Um I too would have participated, but I after the fact would have sold everyone out. <laughs> I would be like, "Sure, Elon Musk, I'll tweet out the exact series of things you want." And then as soon as that like the surf's Twitter files dropped, and then right after being be like, "Uh so Elon Musk told me to do all this." The guy's pushing the narrative. He's the scumbag. Here's all the documents he didn't want you to see, and then just dump the rest of the Twitter files. I'm not going to redact shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> also, I'm not saying is that I think that you know there's necessarily that they um, they went through and said, let me exclude any information you know that says uh, we got to go after insert liberal senator. Okay. How did I miss Limp Biscuit released a new song? What? There's a new Limp Biscuit track? Oh no. Yeah, we may have to listen to that later. Uh, again, this, I think this whole week is new metal themed. What I am saying is that there are probably I don't know, millions of emails that have gone uh been sent and received between Twitter staffers since the beginning of the company, right? Right. That there are untold numbers of Slack messages. There are texts or phone calls which we will never be privy to in all likelihood. And that given that's the case, I just am hesitant, given the very small ultimately number of 
documents that you have been privy to, I'm just hesitant about the broader claims about what we really know what's going on here. And again, not because I'm particularly interested in what happens to liberals, but because I'm very curious about what's been going on with leftists on these sites. And that's the area of inquiry that I'm very curious about, because there is also an anti-left bias. And we saw what the media narratives were around Bernie bros, et cetera, both in 2020 and 2016. And there have been any number of instances of left-leaning accounts that have been censored and shadow banned and pulled down and all of these other kinds Chad of things. Loder. And the, and the last thing I would just say is that I understand the argument that whenever you have a leak, whenever you have a whistleblower situation, people have their own interests and biases. But there is a concept in like evidentiary law of a statement against interest. Can, can we please stop using the term whistleblower? This is not this is a, a, a rich ass billionaire who bought a company and then was like, I need to distract everyone at how shitty I am as a rich ass billionaire because then they'll see the true me. Uh, hey, uh, here's a whole bunch of emails. Can you tell everyone that there's like a woke mind virus uh, right wing bias going on in Twitter? Uh, spread that narrative. Go go forth. That's that's what this is. The, the, this is not like a, a, an incredible moment in, in, in revelations and in journalism. It's an exception to hearsay. The idea being, you know, I can say anything. I can come in court and attest to having said something that makes me look good outside of court, right? So I'm not going to let those out-of-court statements stand for what they're supposed to believe in the courtroom. We're going to exclude hearsay. However, if I said something out of court that's against my own interest, it's more likely to be true because why would I say something that makes me look bad in the context of this case? So if someone overheard me saying, I did it, I killed her, <laughs> then that's likely to be more admissible because it's a statement against interest. And what I'm saying about the Elon Musk of it all is that he is not in a posture as the person who benefits ultimately, who's, who's, who's in charge of this whole organization, who's ultimately now responsible, now he's, he's put himself in the seat of the CEO, of all the liability and everything that goes on in this company. Everything that he says, there's, there's no like statement against interest. It, it, there's like this presumption for me, unlike a whistleblower who's risking losing their job, you know, all of these other that's kind of things, it, that's, what that's not the position is. Elon Musk is in. So I just have more skepticism. The, it's not to say you shouldn't report on it. That yeah, it's not. I mean, she's being so nice, but like he's the owner of the fucking company, Matt. <laughs> like, you're, this is not a whistleblower story. It's like, well, I bought this corporation. <laughs> look at look at the things that I know. Uh, a whole bunch of my political opponents are definitely definitely not going to like. Newsworthy or any of those things, but I am. I, I feel like there should be more skepticism about what it is exactly that you're being fed and what is being excluded. So. What is it that you think that 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 is being excluded? What do you? Th what, I mean, look, again, I I looked at a at a Slack channel that had the entire content moderation conversation for all the highest executives of the company. How do you know? How do you know that that one Slack channel contains the totality of content moderation discussion that happened well, at the company? Not the totality of everything that happened in the company, but the, but it's it's extremely representative. <laughs> of... How do you know? I, I'm not saying it's not true, but like, how can you? <laughs> I'm like, okay, so I, I, I'm not a, a tech bro. I'm not a Fortune 500 CEO. I have worked for large corporations and companies before. I got to be real with you. If you think a simple glance at a handful of Slack notes is indicative of, broadly speaking, the sum total of a company's operational fucking conversations, that is so cartoonishly absurd. That's ridiculous. Well, I, I did see a couple Slack conversations, okay? Just, okay, you got to trust me on this one broadly speaking in a company with thousands and thousands of employees globally uh with literally millions of hours of conversation these little screenshots that i saw that was enough to let me know what was going on okay it painted the bigger picture <laughs> you clown <laughs> you make that kind of a claim this is so wild like this this i i hope is the end of the entire uh matt taibbi arc i i, I are we done with matt taibbi <laughs> like just i just i'm saying in general broadly speaking society because like he
he's always just kind of been a pimple. I, I feel like he is the pimple of kind of like, you know, the left wing pseudo editorial style journalists who was just like, oh, he, he popped up again. And you're like, eh. and you're like oh, God. Oh, that's that. Uh, oh, hey, it's Matt Taibbi. Uh, he's got some really weird ass article when he was living in Russia about how, uh, you know, the unconsensual sex is based or something. And you're like, oh, God, weird. Uh, and then Matt Taibbi, like Sam Cedar gave him a whole bunch of like, I would say, good faith criticism. Sam Cedar, maybe they've worked together, maybe they know each other, maybe they're their colleagues or something, but was just straight up like, I think honestly Matt Taibbi got roped into the whole hashtag me too conversation because of some old publications that he made in the past, which by the way, it's fiction. He has openly stated that it was fiction. He was writing fiction, even if it has a whole bunch of weird like rape fantasies and other shit that was going down in his workplace. He did not state that this actually factually happened. He said that this was a work of fiction. So that's 100% canon. That's just the reality of the world we live in. But he was roped in at one point in the conversation on an NPR converse, uh, interview uh, as to, you know, during the height of Me Too, hey, by the way, it's really fucked up that you have these weird ass, you know, uh, writing. Like, why, why, did, why did you write about rape fantasies? And, and writing about that is in no way indicative that someone has either committed acts of sexual assault or is involved in sexual assault or is interested in that kind of stuff. But because of that, that's where Sam Cedar kind of clocked him and, and pointed out that, like, I think this was where he started down this kind of like uh, why i'm leaving the left shit why 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 i oh i used to like the left you know but they went crazy did you just see what they're saying apparently men can be women girls can be boys what the fuck is this i mean the left uh, telling us that apparently uh you know men can go into women's bathrooms men can go into women's prisons uh, they uh, they just lost the plot then i i just i'm i'm i i guess uh politically homeless let's say that i, I i'm lost I, where, where do i situate myself you know uh, on this one end we've got these these leftists i used to respect but now they're saying things like girls can be boys they're saying that women can have penises who would say that? Who would say women can have penises? Without having access to everything. I, like, after tens of thousands of, of communications, after all this. I think the trans thing might have already been an issue for him. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Definitely. I mean, everyone uh, has their own ingrained hangups. Like, I, I am a, I'm a cis man. I'm mostly heterosexual. I, I mostly love the ladies, but occasionally I do enjoy uh, the man's physique. But mostly heterosexual, and I will say this as as a as a heterosexual. Well, let's just say um, uh, bisexual. Well, okay, we'll go with bisexual man uh, raised in in society. Uh, the worst thing I could possibly be while I was growing up was gay. What was like if you were gay, that was the worst possible thing on the playground. Well, they call you the F slur, you know. Heaven forbid if you were actually gay or actually enjoying a man's cock or two. But uh, yeah, that, that was the worst thing you could possibly be in life. It's, it's like, hey, what are you, some kind of gay? Uh, it was that or being a woman. Like the more woman you were as a man, the worse you were. The weaker you were, the gayer you were. It's like, hey, you're being kind of effeminate. I'm being what now? You're being you're being gay. You're being super gay. Stop being. Oh shit! I'm no, I'm not gay. I am. I I, I love I love women's vaginas. Why are you doing this? Uh, so that reinforces inside you over and over and over, and you build up a lot of biases, and you build up a lot of uh, let's say homophobia, uh, because. Society is homophobic. Broadly speaking, our current society, society as it is, I mean, there's a lot more acceptance now than there ever was. But, like, broadly speaking, yeah, it, it's still considered, like, a default. People still use it. Even people who claim not to be homophobes, even people who claim to be leftists, even people who claim to be allies, 
use gay equals shitty. You know? Oh, dude, don't be gay. You know? Hey, dude, you think I'm gay? Uh, I don't know. Oh, man, that's so gay. Fucking gay. Gay. Which is wild. It's wild because, like, gay is awesome. Gay is amazing. Women are awesome. Uh, I, I, I would assume most heterosexual men also think women are amazing and also think women are gorgeous and beautiful and, and they're like yeah women are fucking women are pretty dope so so why is the two things that make you bad gay or woman if you're a dude in society like that like why why is it constantly like this is one of the biggest fucked up things and i had to come to my own realizations i'm sure as many as you have over the years of like these gendered biases why is it that if you show any element of things that we associate with being a woman, such as empathy, are you empathetic? Emotion, are, are you are you gonna cry? Are those, is, is that liquid water coming out of your eyes? Do you know how gay that is? That's so fucking gay. Why, why is gay water coming out of your gay eyes, you gay? Like, wh why is that the default? Why, why, why do we have to consistently vilify people for either being, uh, you know, part of what, most heterosexuals consider to be amazing, awesome, incredible. Like, the thing with dudes is that they're always, like, so horny. They're always so into the ladies. But at the same time, they're going to think that you are shitty if you are in any way, shape, or form a woman. Yeah. If you are feminine. If you act feminine, you're either gay or you're shit. One of those two that I've read uh, in, in, the, in the last months. Uh, it's just, it's impossible to conclude otherwise. I'm I cry when I yawn. I must be like super gay. Oh yeah, brah. There's nothing more gay than crying when you yawn. That's like the gayest thing of all. Looking at list after list after list of stuff. I there's stuff I found on, 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 on the laptops of former computers that, um, you know, that wasn't fed to me by a lawyer, by the way. Um, it's just, it, it's so unbelievably unlikely. I've heard gay people call bad things gay. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm gay. I, I used to do that all the time. <laughs> there would be some other narrative that I'm missing. Mostly straight. Uh, if anything, like, you know, I think I, I undersold um, the, you know, certain aspects of the story because I, I missed um, how connected some of these actors were, right? And and I just, I, I'm not sure I understand what your objections actually are because no matter what Elon Musk's interests are, what, no matter, no matter how few statements against interests there are there might be in this reporting the stuff about the fbi and the dhs and the cia and the other government agencies the stuff's all true it's all history what is this this is news to me the emails 2600 pages of hate a collection of emails from 2019 to 2021 between dozens of anti-trans experts witnesses u.s right-wing lawmakers and conservative legal groups for clarification this gets distorted beyond belief i am not the source of these emails merely a publisher I am unemployed and poor and do all my public work for free because I enjoy it. If you want to support me, you can do so here. The torn link doesn't work. It's a hybrid win. I'm laughing my ass off. So unless they've taken formal steps to reclaim their birth sex and denounce gender ideology, please don't endorse or indulge these persons or contribute to the Blair White types profiteering from this type of behavior. Oh, is this like a massive leak? A dump? Uh... I don't have the resources or time to go through 2,600 emails and find the the juice, but I'm guessing within a day or two, we're probably going to uh, the fourth largest furry con in the world. Actually, it's a leak of anti-trans people talking. Um, it's the same hacker that found the no-fly list. 
Ah. Well, hey, if someone has a link to an article where someone has, like, found the juice, the, you know, the, the, the slurp, um, I, I'm totally down with reporting on the slurp. So basically what I'm saying Clean is give me, the, give me the slurp juice. Oracle, it's all real. It's confirmed. I mean, it's confirmed. I talked to sources. They confirm it. Um, it's newsworthy. It's real. And, 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 and why, do I, why, why do I need to do another story about how much of an asshole Elon Musk is or isn't? No, you don't need to. That's not what I'm arguing for, though, Matt. My, I guess my question is, you could do the, the reporting that you've done without oh, any editorializing at any point about we'll do what next. you think the broader trends are. Um, the, the broader biases are right. Like it's apparent, like it's obviously apparent from the stories that are coming up, people make their own conclusions and, you know, people who have an investment and they're being a, you know, people for whom like that, that narrative trend confirms their, their biases are going to pick that up and go with it regardless of if you editorialize about it in one of your threads or in your, your articles. Right. So I guess my question is why, what is, why <laughs> add that, especially when it's such a difficult thing to prove, given such a small sliver of documents? I just don't understand what is added. Documents, though. I mean, I'm talking to, to, to sources about this. I mean, like, you know. But, but that's the problem. You, by your own admission, this is, this is, you know, a tweet that you did around the Chrissy Teigen stuff, where you said, oh, I did know that there were these Trump requests that had been made, because now we know you talked to a source who told you that. But I was not privy to them. I didn't see them. I couldn't maybe see them. It's not your fault that you didn't have access to them, right? But if I knew that there was some unknown but existing bolus of requests from the trump administration i mean i don't know unknown quantity but you know because your source told you that there have been a number of requests made by the trump administration to take down tweets i would hesitate i would say well i I obviously can't confirm that the biden administration is doing this more or the left is doing it more liberals are doing this more but here's what i do know liberals did do and they did a lot of it and here's the evidence right like why, you know? Yeah, it's, Biden it's, was a, a private point, citizen at that time. But it sets you up for the people who tried to dunk on you over the Chrissy Teigen stuff. When you don't just say, "I have heard that there's the Trump has been doing this too," but what I know is what the liberals have been doing, and here's what the liberals have been doing. And instead, say overwhelmingly, it's been the liberals. I'm sorry. Can we stop using the word liberal? I don't think that's like the right. Sorry. Word. The what would you what would you prefer? I mean, Democrats. Yeah. Sure. Because. <laughs> because... <laughs> that don't use that word. It scares me. Look, uh, this idea that 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 um that I should have somehow altered what I was doing and gone after a Chrissy Teigen uh, complaint. I don't um, think that though. But but that's what that's what people are saying. Clean up your room. Uh, uh, George is smiley. Thank you. It's first of all, you know, there there are some dynamics here in terms of the reporting process that that. I have that I guess I have to get into now, right? Like I have limited bites of the apple here. Like every every time I make a request, yeah. um, that's work for a whole bunch of lawyers, and they have to do it quickly. Uh, and uh, the number of times. So that- he's pretty much admitted that he was uh, again writing a uh, narratives distinctly for, and this is to the benefit of the far right, by the way. They are the ones who got to all get off. Like uh, the far right got the soy over the Twitter files. So the fact that he's like. Uh, I had to yeah, ask uh, certain uh, documents be uh, made available, and uh, uh, well, yeah, okay, we know that. It, 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 that's very self-evident at this point. I can ask for stuff is kind of finite. I don't know how long I'm going to have access to these documents. Uh, so if I start wasting searches on trying to find whether or not Donald Trump in a fit of peak one night, uh, you know, called up and asked the, something about Chrissy Teigen, rather than doing what I did do, which is search you know, every communication that I could find with Elvis Chan and every other FBI agent whose email uh, 
address that I could find yeah. and immediately focus on that and, and try and try immediately to get to, to, the, to the bigger story. Um, like this is this, this is how the how the process works. I'm, I'm trying to get to the bigger thing as quickly as, as I can. I don't I'm not going to worry about, you know, Donald Trump's stupid request just because idiots at the at the New York Times and the Washington Post are going to whine about it if I don't. So I also wouldn't be prioritizing Donald Trump's request. But I think that's such an important, this is such an, this is such an important um, acknowledgement here. It's, it's useful for the public to know. I'm very interested to know that you feel like there is a limited number of requests you can make. And you don't know how many, but that you, you have selectively to chose. Pri you have to prioritize <laughs> searches. Yeah. That there's not something that you can kind of comprehensively look forever, <laughs> but you have to rank internally your own priorities, which obviously is your prerogative and your priorities are yours and my priorities are mine. But what that does, is it, it, it's, an, it's an artificially imposed limitation that I think prevents anyone from making claims about what a full search in its entirety would actually yield, right? So for me, I- Wow, okay, I gotta be real. Uh, Brianna is fucking wrecking Matt Taibbi right now. I wouldn't be prioritizing We've been watching this for 20 minutes. This has like just been absolutely devastating. I'm gonna be fully honest, my first search words would be Bernie. <laughs> Let, you know, uh, socialism, you know, Bernie, but I would like go through all of my Twitter people who I know have claimed to be shadow banned and blocked and had their accounts taken down over the years, you know, and I would, I would go, through, I would look for requests for Hillary Clinton and, and some of the Podesta file disclosures about what journalists they thought were friendly and all this kind of stuff. And that's what I would be searching for because that's my priority. I'm not saying it's the most important thing in the world. I'm not saying it's more important than what you've been searching about in terms of FBI interference. It probably is not. So I, I acknowledge, I accept that. I have no problem with that, but it needs to be, I think, foregrounded that this is not a comprehensive search, that I'm not looking through everything, that I don't have the ability to look through it because frankly, I'm being limited, not necessarily nefariously. I'm not saying it's because of Elon Musk, like, you know. I don't know that I'm being limited. But you just told I, us that I, you're I, being I, limited, that you feel like you can't ultimately make, make an unlimited number of search requests. I'm being judicious about, about what I ask for. Let's put it that way. But, but why? Because you feel like there's only so many requests that- Do we have to hand it to her? Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to personally, in my own, feelings I'm, I'm gonna be like god damn this this like matt <laughs> you just got fucking slapped upside the face this is really really bad uh so yeah i i haven't actually enjoyed brand joy gray uh this much since the the bernie sanders campaign to be completely honest with you you can make maybe you never know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. This, this is. I don't own the company. I don't, I don't control the situation. So were you, were you told that this is very expensive and difficult to do these requests? So don't. <laughs> John Miller here. Just requesting you don't publish the story about Donald having small hands. Please find a closed scale diagram of said hands. <laughs> this isn't a bonanza. No. This isn't a free for all. No, but you, but I've been doing this job for a long time, and I, and I know that things change with sources, and and, and you never know what the, what the situation is going to be tomorrow. You have to act as quickly as you can to get the story that you can uh, as fast as you can. And that's why I'm, I'm trying to focus on as fast as you can and get it as quickly Speed. as I can and then worry about everything Gotta else go later. Gotta go fast. Um, yeah, you're, you're the sonic of journalists. That, that, that I already have in the Twitter files that I could spend the rest of my life doing. Uh, but um, I've identified a thing that I think is without a question the, the bigger story. Uh, than anything else that's in any of these documents. Nobody told me to go there. Nobody, nobody told me to stay away from any one thing or, or to, to look in any one direction. Just from organically no, you, you looking at these to. documents and making calculated guesses. Matt, uh, that's worse. 
that 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 means that this was your own bias. That that that's what Brianna just called you out on. The fact that you're like, uh, I I was able to only ask and request certain uh, things, and these are the things they gave me back. Uh, uh, okay, so so you chose this narrative. This is this is like even worse than it was before. It's not only are you a fucking boot licking uh, billionaire PR agent. In addition to, uh, you had to get his approval. Elon Musk had to be like, okay, so this is what you can and cannot say, but you also were willingly crafting the very narrative that Elon Musk wanted. You, you were actually syncing up ideologically. Wow, I, I wonder why he tapped you. I, I wonder why, of all the people, of all the journalists that were selected to release the first Twitter files. About things, um, I, I went through and recognized that, that what I was looking at was a, a major serious unreported issue uh, about essentially a digital censorship network that is funded by the US government and by other governments. Um, and this, that has to be reported out. I'm trying to get that stuff. Like <laughs> that, that's uh, uh, baby's first capitalism. Is, is, is that what we're having here? <laughs> like, uh, it's crazy. You know, massive corporations get to decide to do what they want to do. No one knew before me. No one, no one had ever revealed that massive corporations do whatever they want for profit. The priority. I'm not going to worry about anything. I'm not going to go hunting for Chrissy Teigen's tweet just be, just so that somebody else, just so that Glenn Kessler is going to be nicer to me in the, in the Washington Post. This is this well, is truly fuck Glenn Kessler. But the, the but the, the point isn't about Chrissy Teigen per se. It's a, it's about an acknowledgement. Like if if I if I said I'm only going to look at you know I have limited resources and time. I'm only going to look at things pertaining to FBI um, intelligence agency influence on this social media company. Don't ask me anything else. My scope is limited. I think that's completely fair. That's completely fair. But what do you make, though, Matt, of the fact that you've also said these other things that hint at a broader story about cultural bias that is really the one that's taken off, right? Like when, when I see, you know, con conservative sites talking about this. Yeah, sometimes it's like you know, the FBI is doing this and that and the other, but oftentimes it's there's this far-ranging right anti-right-wing bias, da, da da which I don't have a problem with except for I think that the story is there is a an establishment bias against more fringe populist parts that include yes the right but also the left. That's I mean it's it's a nuanced point but I think that it's important. But the, the the reason you're seeing more of this against the right than the left is that the left is toothless and no threat to anybody whereas the right um, is actually scary to the national security establishment because of <laughs> Brexit, because of Trump, and because of other things. <laughs> this is uh, fucking 100% neo-reactionary 101, by the way. This has been going on for so long. This is the shit that the Glenn Greenwalds and all the other fucking sellouts have been trying to push. That Like, oh, people don't want to admit it, but Trump really does threaten the establishment. You know, the corporate establishment is definitely threatened by a person like Donald Trump. This is why all the neocons fear him. This is why, like, like motherfuckers. Uh, Trump was already the president, so we already have a record of what Trump would do if he was the president. And as the president, one of the most significant things Donald Trump did, I would say in finance, uh, was give corporations massive ass tax breaks, was to increase all of this shit. These are not threats to the establishment. These are gifts 
These are fucking gifts, okay? There's no fear to corporate America from the right. If anything, the march towards fascism is because it needs to secure capitalism. Capitalists, if they're getting worried at the fact that like, well, there's a lot of economic instability, kind of seems like having 26 white men own half the wealth of the planet isn't a very stable system. Kind of seems like a whole bunch of people, corporations, individuals who are incredibly wealthy, not pay taxes, doesn't really let the system work. We seem to have these problems that come up over and over and over again. What's this? Recession? Depression? Recession? Depression? Why does the system that is supposed to work and operate and function keep collapsing every five to seven years? Something is inherently wrong. Should we fix it? Nah. Nah. Let, let, let's go the opposite direction. Why don't we have kind of like a totalitarian dictator takeover and then uh, they can other a whole bunch of groups. Let's say what's uh, trans people. Yeah, trans people. We'll uh, vilify trans people, go after them, uh, and then pretend that those are the cause of everyone's problems. Uh, meanwhile, we can secure the bank. That's that's going to be the plan, you know? If that's true, Matt, why is it that 85% of all FBI uh, action, you know, F FBI activity has been historically focused on the left? I'm not the billionaire class is like, I, 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 I am so sick of the... Glenn Greenwald this, did this the other day. He tweeted out where he was just like, uh, you know, the neocons and the right-wing establishment uh, doesn't want to admit that, uh, you know, Donald Trump, they see him as a threat, blah, blah, blah. I was like, are, are you still selling this Kool-Aid? Is, is is it valuable? Is it, is this worth anything? Because it feels like fucking its value should be lint. At this point, going forward and being like, oh, yeah, Donald Trump is really going to shake up the system, drain the swamp. no. No, he's going to sell out America and by ver like by proxy the rest of the world uh, to the richest amongst the ruling class. That's, of course, uh, he doesn't even believe half the shit that he talks about. Do you think that motherfucker has read the Bible? Do he holds it upside down. He, does he doesn't know shit about the Bible. Why do you all believe this? And why, oh, money. Like you're, you're, you're selling this because of money, because you are also securing your bag. That's why the Glenn Greenwalds, the Matt Taibis of the fucking world are all just trying to push this narrative like uh, the only genuine threat to the establishment is, uh, you know, uh, Donald Trump and right wing uh, conservatives at this point. Talking about the right now contemporary. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm not looking at 1970. I'm looking at I'm looking at 2015 oh. on. That's fine, but, but Matt, we all saw. I mean, we just all saw Bernie wins Nevada, and next thing on MSNBC, it's Bernie's in talks with Putin, and he's gonna cut people's heads off in Central Park. Yeah, I'd I love mean, to get that story. I would. I would love to get. <laughs> is that on Twitter? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna be real with y'all. Holy shit. <laughs> He just got bodied. This, I think this is the greatest uh, Brandon grade debate I've ever seen in my life. Like, this has been 20, it's 26 minutes straight of this, of him having to be like, uh, well, uh, I, I definitely don't have a bias, I promise you. Well, I mean, I, I mean I've certainly looked for it. Um, well, what, tell tell me it. more about looking for it. I mean, what kind of searches have been done to try to investigate what was going on at Twitter around some of the Bernie bot, Bernie bro narratives in 2016 and 2020? Let's just say that I've, I've, I've searched for anything in, involving the government and claims about Russia. And, and Bernie. No, not Bernie specifically, uh, because I, I, I mean, I, I haven't done a, a search on Sanders. I, I, I haven't. I, I, I gotta... <laughs> kind of seems like you might have a bias here, Matt. Did, did, did you not want to see if uh, the, the Bernie Sanders campaign and the, the potential neoliberal steamrolling of Bernie Sanders and uh, everything that he was trying to build at that time had anything to do with uh, corporate interests? 
because you care about corporate interests, right? Like this is what it, this has all been about, about the elites, the elites who, who control and manipulate politics, social media, censorship, free speech. That's what this is all about, right? So if you care about this, you're going to be consistent. You're actually, this isn't just to the benefit of the right to try and show that there's like a inherent right-wing bias that's exclusive because that would be a lie and you would be selling a lie for right-wing reactionaries. Search on Assange, but not much turns up. Of course, of course. Is, is, is that like perpetually going to be like the only name of the fucking faux leftists, the, the only one they can ever talk about? It's like, hey, there's there's actually been a lot of journalists, a lot of whistleblowers, a lot of truth tellers that have been uh, improperly imprisoned, that have been murdered, that have been killed uh, internationally, people of color as well. Why is it the only name you can mention? And the guy happens to be a fucking massive ass dick. And hey, free Assange. I, I, I am 100% team free Assange. We, we should be, a, a, you know, a, one, like, you should protect people who are willing to tell the truth, who are willing to reveal information. It is important that the information that got out via WikiLeaks uh, got out there, for sure. Free Assange. Um, but why is that the only one, you know? Like you, I never hear these same motherfuckers talk about, say, like, uh, Jamal Khashoggi, for example. There's there, there's a perfect example. They don't have uh, straight-up vigils on a regular basis, uh, holding up posters, making this, like, their cause. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. Uh, someone who was willing to actually speak out about something. Like, no, it's it's always Julian Assange, Julian Assange, Julian Assange. Like, it's just not... It's not my priority to to try to dis discern exactly what happened in the Nevada election. And, you know, I was looking for one thing. Like, for instance, I didn't go looking for the Hamilton 68 story. That just happened to be because I was I was looking for... Assange was reckless, Snowden and Manning actually redacted names, preventing danger. I mean, all three of them still, in my opinion, even if I disagree with them, I don't like Julian Assange. I think, I think honestly, uh, the guy uh, sucks. Uh, but uh, they're all brave as fuck for what they did infinitely more so than I will ever be like that's it, it's 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 certainly something in which I have to take a step back and be like yeah holy fuck that's like whew. you know like you know Chelsea Manning is is one of my heroes it's it's one of the the biggest uh bright spots in my life to be able to actually call her a friend uh, I, I I think like that is the kind of behavior that requires an incredible amount of not only courage but like there's got to be an infinite number throughout human history of, 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 of people who had that opportunity and had that conviction and had that, like, you know what, I should do something about this and didn't. There's only a few Chelsea Mannings. There, there's only a few Julian Assange's. There's only, like, in each one of those cases, there's only a few Edward Snowdens. And I can profoundly disagree with both Edward Snowden and Julian Assange's, like, modern-day politics, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but, like, I can't take away the fact that, yes, uh, I, I think that people who are willing to either be whistleblowers or to tell stories uh, that are in the public interest uh, to expose the corruption of their own governments, that's fundamental to democracy. That's like, I shit on America all the time, but goddamn do I ever like the First Amendment to the Constitution because I think that is a fundamental principle of having a healthy democratic society, that the government should not be able to pass laws that infringe upon the press. The government should not be able to do things that silence the press and people should be able to come forward because otherwise, 
how would we be able to root out corruption within companies and governments themselves? Whether it's, you know, a corporation that refuses to, uh, you know, reveal the fact that they're completely uh, aware of uh, the devastating effects that their own products will have and their own business will have upon the climate, the planet, uh, or human lungs when it comes to tobacco companies or anything like that, uh, or social media companies, the Facebook whistleblower. She had the courage to actually come forward and be like, hey, by the way, everything you thought is true. We are developing AI and technology that utilizes the same principles that we find in casinos and gambling uh, in order to amplify the most aggressive rhetoric online. The people online who are uh, pushing uh, the most uh, intense shit that makes people fight and be combative, that's what we're amplifying. That's that that that's our fucking bread and butter right there, baby. We want to keep your eyes glued to the screens. We want to keep you watching all the time. So because of that, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to amplify that all. You know, Russia and some other stuff. And then I find this conversation about it, and it's a, it's a big deal internally at Twitter because it speaks to a larger issue about how these uh, these digital censorship or VIP. organizations operate, like what their methodologies are. So there's a lot of talk about it back and forth inside the company, which was really, really interesting. Now, mostly, you're not going to see a whole lot of stuff uh, where they say interesting things in these emails because mostly they're all in agreement about things. Like, again, most of the, most of the moderation is automated. Um, and and there, has there been any, uh, any, anything, any searches about the nature of the algorithmic programming since the overall majority of the... Well, yeah, we did a little bit of that at the beginning, when especially when Barry, you know, did the the stuff on, uh, you know, visibility filtering. We 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 tried to make a whole glossary of how they do that. Um, but again, I you know, once we got that story, once once I found this other thing, I just focused on that. I, I left all that behind. Hey, YouTube. Thanks for watching. Just a reminder that this is a podcast. You can catch an extra premium episode every Monday for $5 a month at patreon.com slash. I don't know what video we're watching. Oh, so um, Matt Taibbi uh, just got fucking wrecked absolutely destroyed by uh brianna joy gray like I, I honestly i've had so many criticisms of brianna joy gray and obviously you know i haven't but i haven't been this excited about something she's done i think since the the bernie sanders campaign that it was a thing of absolute and utter beauty uh and i'm just i'm so happy someone finally held him to account uh because like he tried to do this Weasley thing the whole time where he's like, uh, well, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm only releasing uh, specific files. I didn't search for the things you think. Uh, well, no one actually fairly criticizes me. It's like, well, motherfucker. Uh, I, I'm so happy someone finally did that. Do you enjoy the service but prefer not to have to use your eyeballs? Many are saying this. Well, we've got the solution for you. It's the Surf Times in podcast form. Available on most major podcasting networks now. If you enjoy it, please consider leaving a good review and feedback because it really helps the show out, apparently, and it's free, just like the podcast. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Juice, we shall spend many a generations building mighty cathedrals in your honor. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your oafish jesters, here to offer you a laugh at any opportunity. To our brave knights of the round table, Rachel K., Izzy Solidarity, Victoria Bell, Sebastian Demel, Mark Harmon, Benji Arney, Scary Earth Human, Tony, DM Rivera, Resident Scarecrow, Sir Nickus, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruby Kelly, Brandon, Words Greenwood, Everything Important, Hegbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Doug Katie, Daniel Sutton, Jenna Tao, Dark Puppy, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, 
Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, Multimondi, Trevbot EXE, Brian Ephraim, Atherpofojak, Catherine, Ramon Acosta, Nkosin, Ralph Parler, Violent Orchard, Political Puppy, La Media Panza, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We salute our valiant heroes off to fight injustice everywhere.